Hello everybody and welcome back to Behind the Desk, the podcast all about my time working in a recording studio. As ever, I'm John and today I want to tell you about something that happens when you're at work. And not just work, but anything, like literally anything from group projects at uni to cooking at home. And that, my friends, is the fact that sometimes things just go wrong. No matter how hard you try to plan or prep or practice something, sometimes things just go completely the wrong way. And there's no shortage of projects like that at Loft Music Studios in Global Underground. So today I thought I'd share my experience with some of these projects. Some of these uh, very frustrating projects and moments. And hopefully give you some advice on how to cope with it if you ever find yourself in a similar situation. Which I hope you don't for your sakes, because it's a nightmare. But before I get started, if you have any questions about music tech, my placement, or anything I've missed in these episodes, then you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Wellesley Media. Now, with that out of the way, let's start with probably the biggest personal problem I've had in the studio. So, it was one of those weeks where it was like, busy and I happened to be in the studio on my own, so there was a booking for a one hour recording session at the end of the day. So I needed to set up some drums, mic it up, and make sure all the mics were working. Now, if you've heard one of my previous episodes, you'll know where this is going. Uh, I basically started setting up the kit hours before the session. I put the drums in the right place, you know, got all the mics out and plugged all the wires and cables in, into the patch bays and the preamps and the desk channels and stuff, only to find out that when I was sound checking, there was feedback, like, and I could not figure out where the hell it was coming from. It was just such a, such an infuriating time because you're plugging things in and then taking things out and trying to work out what was wrong because it was going horribly wrong. And this just happened to be the first time I was setting up drums at Loft as well, so I had no reference, no guidance, or help from anybody else. It was just a little, little overwhelming, if I'm honest. Now, at this point, I had two options. One, I could give up and cancel the booking, which I'd rather not do, because, you know, somebody's paid to come in. Or two, start from scratch again. And although it seems like an absolute pain in the ass to start over again from the start, it's better for getting things organized and not miss steps. So after calming down a bit, I ripped out all the cables and the preamps, like the wires going into the preamps, not the preamps themselves, and I started again, plugging in each mic into the patch bay, into the preamps, and then into the right channel desk, desk channel, one by one. And eventually, I managed to get all the mics working with the correct phantom powers and levels, literally 10 minutes before the guy came in to record. And this whole process took us like four hours to sort out. And in hindsight, it probably wasn't worth all the trouble. But I did learn a couple of things. The first being that labeling and organizing things is pretty important when working on something like this, where you've got a lot of channels or mics or just something to work with. And 
when they all look or act the same way, it gets complicated really fast. So I wrote down on my phone each channel if it needed phantom power, what pop patch, potch bay, patch bay number it needed, and what channel it was going into on the desk, which helped a lot, really. I did a similar thing with a uni assignment, uh, it was for live sound I think it was. I basically had to set up a front of house desk, a monitor's desk, the PA system and then do a bunch of EQing and compression and stuff like that on each of the desks in about, I don't know, 15 minutes or something like that. And I remember this project, it was like I plugged everything in and nothing worked. So I just ripped out all the wires and started again and labeled each process and I ended up getting a really good grade for that so it's a good job I did do that in the practice mm, yeah but anyway the second thing I learned was to plan ahead and start things early because if something does go wrong like I did in this drum session then you've got time to sort it out and this was very helpful in this scenario but there are other times when things go wrong and they're not your fault. But you have to suffer or deal with the consequences. Like some of the orders for Global Underground. Now this is the now this is the record label I work for. And like most labels, it releases music and albums. But because we are a small workforce size, we also ship out all the merchandise from the recording studio. So there was this one week where everyone in the office was basically packing orders from CDs to special collector boxes to signed posters and all sorts of things. And it was an organising nightmare because it was well over 500 orders. But somehow there was very few mistakes made between all of us. Maybe like 20 or 30, which is not a lot considering the amount of orders we did. But that wasn't the issue. No, no, no. The issue we had was there was meant to be some vinyl records delivered to us before the release so we could package and send people the goods. But the manufacturing company of the vinyl, well, they messed up somewhere in the production line or they were very backed up on orders. I can't remember the exact reason. But basically, the vinyl didn't arrive on time for release day. Now this was bad for us, because we couldn't send out orders to customers on time. So we made the plan to send an apology emails to waiting customers, explain the situation, saying there'll be a delay, and you know what? At first we thought, oh, I'll only be a week late or something, can't be that bad. No, 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 no. The vinyl didn't arrive for almost six weeks. Six weeks, that's like really insane. And it wasn't the fault of anybody at the at Loft or Global Underground, but it was the manufacturing's fault. Because somewhere, somehow, somebody made a big mistake and we had to suffer it. And for six weeks, customers were getting proper raggy with us, like really angry. Like we had people phoning up almost every day to complain, asking questions, emailing, just saying where's my order, and rightly so. You usually panic if something doesn't arrive on time, but it was an absolute nightmare. And the amount of emails we had to send to apologise or give refunds 
or people changed their delivery addresses because people were moving houses because it was that long of a delay. It was a lot, especially when people weren't being nice about it either. I remember this one Scottish bloke kicking off at me down the phone because his order hadn't arrived and I tried to give him all the info I could um, but at this point I still didn't know when the vinyl was going to arrive so I was offering him refunds and you know extra goodies as an apology but he wasn't having any of it like. But that wouldn't have happened if the manufacturer hadn't messed up the delivery of the vinyl which had this massive domino effect of more problems being created. So for those weeks, it, was, it wasn't very fun, shall we say. I think cases like that, the best thing to do is just take things as it comes because if you start taking things to heart or start stressing, then it makes the situation a hundred times worse. And you can't control the situation. It arrived when it arrived. We couldn't do anything about it. Now, I bet you're thinking that sounds awful. And well, you'd be right, it was. But it wasn't over. So, when the vinyl was finally delivered to the studio, we packed it up and sent off to the right customers. But we had one last problem. The boss opened up one of the vinyls before we started doing the mass production and packaging, just to see if anything was wrong with the vinyls. Because the way each vinyl record was packaged was actually like three records in a cardboard gatefold. So each vinyl, when I say vinyl, actually contains three separate record discs. Anyway, the boss opened one of these up, and inside one of them, it had two copies of the CD record, but was missing the AB side vinyl. So he opened up another one, same issue. And for the 500 vinyl that we'd been given, we had to check every single one of them to see if it had a duplicate record in it. Now luckily, we figured out a way to do this without taking off the film packaging on the top. And eventually it was only like 20 of the vinyl records that had duplicates. But my goodness, it was, it was a long and tedious process sorting through them. I think nearly everything that could have gone wrong with these vinyls went wrong. So that experience definitely tested people's patience and coping with stress skills. But we have sent out most of the orders now and there shouldn't be any more problems left, fingers crossed. So that's probably the biggest example of things going wrong, but like I've said already, as long as you keep your cool and take things as they come, you should be fine. Hopefully you never have a problem like any of the ones I've mentioned today, but I'm sure you'll find something goes wrong along the line. I'd be surprised if it didn't. All you gotta do is just, just take it as it comes, just be chilled about it, and don't get stressed. And with that, I think I'm gonna end it today. So, all that's left to say is Thanks for listening to Behind the Desk. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've been John, and I'll see everyone in the next episode. <laughs>